Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to announce Vic Juba Theater has signed on. And I got an interesting challenge, guys. Uh, I don't normally ask too much of you, but I got a six-week trial with Vic Juba to see if uh, they can get people coming out to their shows. They've been uh, trying to find different ways of getting that message out there. So here we go, all right? October 2nd. They got Ravine in. If you're into hypnotism, want a good laugh, let me tell you that uh, it's a worldwide known show. So it's something you want to check out if you're looking for a laugh. If you're into a little more skill, do me a favor. Pull out YouTube right now and type in Natalie McMaster. She's a two-time Juno Award winner for the fiddle. And can she make your head spin? She gets going. I mean, holy moly. That'll be uh, that'll be a show to see. October twentieth is Sloan, another Juno Award winner. And uh, if you like music, just type in Money City Maniacs. That's my favorite of Sloan. I think I'm gonna have to check that one out. And so that's the three shows coming up here in October. Uh, you know, I was talking with Kevin there, and he had said, you know, people say there's never anything to do in Lloydminster. Well, <laughs> I tell you what. Those three shows right there, take the missus out or take the mister out and uh, go sit and it's fully licensed. Go sit and have yourself a cocktail, an adult beverage. And uh, when you buy a ticket, make sure you mention that it was the Sean Newman podcast that sent you. Uh, you can get tickets at the box office. Call 780-872-7400. All right, guys? So in the next six weeks, let's uh, let's help out Vic Juba and... Uh, Give the podcast a little bit of a shout-out so they know it was uh, us sending you. Next, Factory Sports. They're looking for somebody. They're looking to hire. You know, I was in there today, and they're uh, walking around in their flip-flops, and uh, they don't have to worry about being clean-shaven, and they get to talk sports all day. It had me thinking maybe I'm in the wrong occupation. If you're interested and you're tired of, I don't know, coveralls, or you're just uh, wanting to get uh, your foot in the door and started at a career, uh, give the boys uh, at Factory uh, a call or uh, shoot them a message. Uh, factorysports.taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at sastel.net. You can shoot them an email, or you can just stop into the store. Uh, they're located downtown. All right. Next up is Boundary Battle of Alberta. This week, they announced a former podcast guest. Mr. Corey Cross, a Lloydminster native, who was uh, drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning in the supplemental draft in 1992. Before that, he played three years for the U of A Golden Bears, won a national championship with them. Uh, went on to play 600 games in the NHL. Uh, a few of those was for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, and, you know, something that most people don't know about him is he won, uh, won uh, two golds at the World Championships for Canada, 1997-2003. And uh, if you go back in the episodes and find the Corey Cross one, he was fantastic to talk to. I'm really excited to see him again. Finally, uh, T-Bar 1 Transport, Lloyd Minster's 2013 Business of the Year. I've been uh, seeing them. They were hauling tanks again the other day. And uh, if you've got something that needs to get moved, big or small, no matter the problem, no matter... The hoops they got to jump through, they will do it for you. So if you're looking for any heavy haul winch trucks, oversized, tank moving, pickers, or need of pipe yard, 
Give the boys a call at T-Barn 1 Transport, 780-205-1709. Tell them Sean sent you. And uh, during this episode, guys, pay attention. The IHD innovative question will be hidden there somewhere. And this week, if you answer the question right, you get put in a draw for two tickets to the Saskatoon Blades home opener versus the Prince Albert Raiders. That is uh, essentially a rematch of last year's semifinals. And uh, that's a really, really good rivalry. So you won't wanna, you won't wanna miss that. Make sure you listen for the question. Send me an email or reach out to me on social media and get me the answer. All right, guys. Now, this week I have Madison Cole and Camille Sugar on two girls who are playing university hockey. Camille for University of PEI and Madison Cole playing for the University of Manitoba. Had a lot of fun with these two. And I won't hold you up any longer. Let's get to it. So, without further ado. Well, welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. I'm joined by Camille Sugar, which I thought I was saying it wrong all day today. I don't know why I was trying to pronounce it differently. And Madison Cole, or as you like to be called, obviously, Maddie Cole. So, what we're going to do is... We're going to do your name, the team you're playing for, your degree, and your jersey number, and why you chose your jersey number. And we'll start with Camille. Camille Sugar. I play for University of Prince Edward Island. My degree is kinesiology, and I wear <clears throat> wear number one just because my dad wore it when he, he was a goalie as well, so yeah. just kind of full. Goaltenders in the family. Yeah. Yeah, runs deep. <laughs> cool. And what did you say you're taking? Uh, kinesiology. Kinesiology. Yep. Yeah. Is that, how many years in that? Uh, four. But you can, for U sports or like CIS, you can play five, five years. Five years, so. right. Right, yeah. right, right. I went through the NCAA route. You only get four years. Mm-hmm. I kind of envy the fifth year. I don't know what I would have, get ingrained with four years, and now you hear five years on the Canadian side. Extra year would have been fun. Mm-hmm. How about you, Maddie? Uh, Maddie Cole. I play with the University of Manitoba Bisons. And I'm like, um, I'm taking psychology. <laughs> uh, I wear number 44 because my number I wore growing up was number 15. And that was taken when I came in my first year. So my dad really likes Bobby Orr. And so I put the, the two four. fours together. And yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think. I want to say... Guys are going to be all over me. I should know a 44 in the NHL. I want to say one of the Niedemeyers wore 44. Sheldon Surrey. Sheldon Surrey. Yeah, yeah there's another 44. It's growing on me. Like I was a little like, I don't know, never wore that forward high defense. of a number. Forward. Big rugged power forward yeah. with number 44 on <laughs> Big elbows in the corners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, ladies, I want to know how you got... I. I with all the guests, I always go back to the beginning. I'm always interested in how you got your start in hockey, whether that was with the siblings, your father, mother pushing it, um, on a pond, if you grew up on a farm, uh, acreage, that kind of thing, if your dad built your rink, or if, you know, just in grade two, my friends were doing it, and we started. So we'll start with you, Camille. Um, so we always had a, my dad and I always built a backyard rink in our yard, and uh, I think from probably age two or three, I, I had the skates on, and I was in the can skate first in Lloyd, 
learned to skate. I did not like that at all. Does anybody like can't skate? Yeah. Sorry, can't brutal. skate. Um, I don't know if anyone loves can't skate. Yeah. I mean, it teaches you the right things, though, right? Yeah. I mean, same with power skating. Do you both do power skating? Yeah. Yeah, lots. Of, well, goalie power skating. Hands up for anyone who likes power skating. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. I. Uh, but looking back on it now, as an older man, I can say that it was like super beneficial. You yeah. learn how to yeah, stand on your skates and the, I don't know, your edge work and all that good stuff. Yeah. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. Oh, uh, no outdoor rink. Yeah. And uh, from there, I I just love being a goalie. I guess I always watch my dad playing senior hockey and stuff he played for the border kings and your dad played border kings yeah what's your dad's name jody sugar jody sugar no yeah. wonder i should should know that name i should have put <laughs> two and two together yeah it's been a long day yeah so anyways i just i guess i always remember being at the rink watching him and stuff and um i always wanted to be goalie right off the start but you always have to switch it up at the beginning and everyone has to take turns and then when i finally was able to to become a goalie i wasn't very good so I got cut, I think, <laughs> right away. The first couple of years I got cut. And um, so I just kept playing player, and I was defense. And then the, the one good thing about having the backyard rink, I just remember always being out there, like getting my dad to shoot on me. And after schools, I just couldn't wait to get home so I could practice being goalie. So then the next year I'd actually make it. So, yeah, that's pretty much how it started. I hear a lot of people talk about a backyard rink. And I, I got, never got one. You never got one? No. You have a good yard, too. Yeah, but it's a hill. It's, <laughs> it's a hill, so you can't. Well, you could... Uh, I have a pond in my... Actually, I did. I sort of did, because we have, like, a lake behind us, and sometimes I'd get cleared, but not every year. You wouldn't be out there just shoveling Oh, away? sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I would. Ha- I go shovel it for, like, the guys that live back there, and they come out right in time when we're done shoveling it. Yeah, oh, yeah the... the uh, the pond thing or the backyard rink tons of hockey players talk about that i'm wondering if at some point here i got a a a three-year-old and a girl a little girl who or a little boy who was three and a little girl who just turned two and i got a third on the way and uh yeah uh, it's a little busy (laughs) a little hectic here um and i keep wondering to myself i'm gonna have to build a backdoor rink or backyard rink because i love being on the ice i'm still playing competitive Mm -hmm. senior and i'd love for my son and daughter and future son when he pops out to uh all strap on the skates because it's a wonderful yeah. sport well you could just yeah. teach them on the ice then they don't have to go through can can skate yeah although you know there's something to be said about can skate yeah. going there and having some other person you know explain things instead of being told by i probably sound like wah, 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 yeah you don't want to hear right? it from like, your dad yeah that's right <laughs> how about you maddie how did you get your start um when I was probably four years old, I was in speed skating. I got to a point where I had the long blades and, you know, whatever. <laughs> but then that just got boring. So my brother and my sister were playing hockey at the time. And my dad played hockey years ago, too. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe I'll try that. But the year I wanted to try it, um, I wasn't old enough for the girls. Okay. And... I guess I told my mom, I'm not playing with the boys. No way. <laughs> so I waited until I was seven to play with the girls. And then... Do you know, is that, uh, is that still the same or they have girls teams younger now? No, they have girls right from the initiation. Right from initiation. They do. Now? Yeah, yeah, so I, we had to wait till novice when I was... 
Yeah, and like growing up for myself, we we're you know joking about that I'm don't feel that old, but sitting beside two twenty-year-olds, I'm you know I feel kind of old. <laughs> uh, when I was growing up, I remember Sheena Oliver. Not that that name should mean anything to either of you. Uh, and Hillmont played with us boys until must have been Adam, I want to say, and she was she was good. Like she was really good, but there was just nowhere back then for girls to go play hockey, so mm-hmm. they had to play with the boys. Yeah. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they didn't play. And so it's interesting to see uh, even you two talk in your time. You can remember a time where there wasn't women's hockey from the beginning, because mm-hmm. I assume mm-hmm. now as generations move forward, while well, as the sport continues to grow, that won't be an issue anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, I even remember like the first thing that I ever heard really about women's hockey was. I think it was like the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver. I mean, you'd obviously heard stuff before that, but that was like the real. That was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. that was the first thing I ever exposure to it, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, the the Olympics in 2010 was a big deal. Yeah, yeah just like that was probably one of the first times I ever saw a women's team yeah. on TV. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were before, but we. Yeah. yeah. You were too young to remember Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah. You were too young to remember Salt Lake. <laughs> Holy Dinah. Okay. Well, you missed a good one then because that was a good one. Salt Lake where uh, the Canadians won. Well, they won that one too. That, that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Well, I'm dating myself. You're both laughing at me. Um, I was curious. You both took a little different routes in minor hockey, and I thought we might talk about that a little bit. Uh, Camille, for people who don't know, played with boys all the time growing up until midget. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Maddie played with girls all the way up. Yeah. And so I thought maybe, uh, I don't know, I'm saying off air, like, Camille, playing with boys all the way up, I assume you dressed in a different dressing room and then would go in, get the pep talk from the coach, go out and play, then come back in. In between periods, it probably wasn't a big deal. But then after the game, you'd have to go into a separate room again. And I'm assuming you'd have to do that at every rink, and it'd probably be a little bit of a hassle. Yeah. Maybe you could kind of talk about that. And was that, uh, I don't know, it had to have been a pain in the ass. Yeah, that would have sucked. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I dressed in some pretty sketchy rooms, like janitor's rooms. Like, I remember this one time we were in St. Paul. It was a playoff game. I was probably in, like, Peewee. And I had to dress with the other two girls on the other team and then go play against them. It was so weird. So then after the game, I come back in again, and they had, like, filled my shoes with water. Like, it was just hilarious. But they got in trouble for that. (laughs) So, yeah, that was the last time I ever dressed with another team. But, no, it was just – I got used to it, and and most of the guys were really good about it until we got a little bit older. And then, uh, you know, some of them would would be giving me a tough time for playing boys hockey and stuff. But I never – I. I don't know. I thought I dealt with it pretty well, but um, some some teams are harder than the other. And the guys that I really respect and I'm still friends with today, they were the ones that um, always respected me in the dressing room and uh, just made me feel really welcome on the team and stuff. So that uh, I appreciate those guys for doing that. Yeah. Um, I was curious, why not women's hockey all the way up? Um, well, I just remember... There wasn't really, like, I don't ever remember anything right from the beginning, and I just loved hockey so much. I just remember always carrying a mini stick around and all that, and I don't think I wanted to wait. I just wanted to get right in it, and so it was either boys hockey or 
wait till like Maddie said novice it was. Yeah, and yeah, then once novice. you're playing boys hockey, it's like, yeah. well, why would I switch? Those yeah. are your friends. Now. Oh yeah, yeah, I was. I had awesome friends growing up, the boys and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's really cool. Like you just, well, like I said about Sheena, right? Like eventually she just hit a point where she could have kept playing, but it the game just changes. And as a goaltender, I suppose you'd be insulated a little bit from that. Cause yeah. You're not, I mean. Yeah. You get run over. I'm assuming the boy who runs you over is getting the oh, yeah. crap yeah. kicked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a little bit different that way, being a goalie and stuff, but I don't know. I, I loved it right from the beginning. So. so you played all the way up until Bantam Hockey in boys, correct? Yeah. Like, my first year midget was the year I switched over to Switched girls. over? Yeah. Cool. How about uh, Maddie growing up playing all women's? Uh, did you two know each other while this was going on, by the way? Uh, or not, did, we didn't know each other until uh, grade six she's yeah. my first friend that was grade a girl. six <laughs> like we, i kind of knew who she yeah. was because she was that girl that played boys hockey yeah. right like we knew who she was we were all yeah. playing girls and she was over here <laughs> but yeah i laugh i think that's funny i mean yeah who is that girl that's uh, the girl that plays boys hockey like, yeah. <laughs> just that awkward tomboy <laughs> And now look at us, we're best friends. Yeah, so. Absolutely, and you're both playing really good hockey, right? It's like, maybe there's, you know, you'd think, oh, maybe there's one path to get there. Well, obviously not, right? No, you there's, both... there's lots of paths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, minor hockey and Lloyd going through the women's program. What was that like uh, for you, Maddie? I don't really know to, like, <laughs> compare it to anything, but I had, I loved my minor hockey days, like, there's a reason why I still love hockey this far along is just the foundation of growing up and Lloyd playing it. Like, yeah. I'm curious. What are women like on a bus ride to, I don't where, where would you, where would be your farthest road trips you went on? Mm, they travel a lot more than us. Well, so. Grand or like, Prairie. you mean in minor hockey or? Yeah, minor hockey. I'm oh, talking yeah. like, Grand uh, Prairie. well, heck we can even extend it to yeah. the U sports if you like. Um, what is a group of women, high school, college, it doesn't matter. I know what guys are like. Is there shenanigans going on, like uh, leaners and, I don't know, uh, shoe checks? Oh yeah. Like yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. seeing some nods. All right. Yeah. Well, let's hear some stories. What, what is life on the road like with uh, 20 women? You got to tell the story in Lethbridge. <laughs> okay. I, I, if I tell this wrong, yeah. you got to... So we were in Lethbridge, and the rooms in there was down the hallway. There was windows in front of, like, beside the door. Whatever, so. (laughs) What year year is this? We were in grade 10. Uh, Yeah, grade 10. We were first-year midgets. Um, I was rooming with a girl, and uh, (laughs) did we have our door open or the window was just open? No, she had had the door open. She had the washroom door open, and the hallway door was also open. Yeah, we just had everything open. <laughs> I don't know Anyways, why. She was going to the washroom. Okay. So with the door open, and you walked by, you saw I her. Was, I was, like, down the hallway, and then you and Sean Cashel, who was our assistant coach at the time, I, I don't know, like, you guys called me or something, and you were like... It was Sean, or Sean walked by, and then... He went and told someone, I just saw this dude sitting in the bathroom, <laughs> like, in one of the rooms. They didn't close the door. And, and he, I, yeah, I saw him walk by or something, and I was like, that's one of your players. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you we guys, ever told You guys, like, told called, him, but called a bunch of players over. Oh, 
and then oh. we're all like watching this person and then we're like oh my god that's one of our teammates yeah <laughs> but yeah there's i don't know lots of stuff happens you yeah you'd be surprised like everything the boys do like we were probably doing the same or yeah. maybe worse sometimes did you like, do leaners then is um, leaners a uh, uh, just um, a pastime of all hockey players i guess so i don't know yeah, i've, don't I've know heard some is. stories but i don't i've never had it done to me so. How about shoe checks? I saw your eyes light up when yeah, I said shoe Yeah, we did check. lots of those. Yeah, always like tell a joke or sing. Or yeah. What, what was the What was the consequence if you get, if you got your shoe checked? Um, I th- it was tell a Maybe joke. Maybe I should yeah. pause that because for, for the guys, it's like you have to ask the the waitress to marry you or something there's, right there's <laughs> many variations on the penalty for getting shoe checked but maybe one of you two could uh, tell the listeners what a shoe check is because i always assume everybody knows what a shoe check is but maybe they don't so maybe uh so uh, yeah if your team is sitting at a table like at a meal or something and then someone sneaks under the table <laughs> without being seen if you get seen you're caught and you have to do it but um you put like food usually on top of the person's shoe and then you come back up and you say shoe check and whoever has the food on their shoe has to what and now and now and what what do women do are you getting down on one knee and asking the waiter to no i I think we were just telling jokes or uh or you have to sing a song but we did it this year on my team and the one rookie didn't know what it was and i felt bad but (laughs) i mean you'd think everyone would know what a shoe check is I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of when we started shoe checks. I assume in minor hockey we started in like yeah. midget maybe. Just like a thing. But that but it's a knows. thing that happens when you start going on bus trips and it's just mm. your team. Yeah. And parents can probably be there. I don't I don't remember. Do you guys remember if you had in like your midget AAA years were you doing shoe checks? Um, I feel like the parents if so. the parents were there they were at different tables so they yeah, didn't yeah, see yeah. any mm-hmm. of that. But yeah, I don't remember doing it with the parents there. No. I always remember in. I just remember being quiet enough that I just kind of caught on, hopefully, quick enough and yeah. Yeah. wasn't getting the first shoe check because that's yeah. an embarrassing thing to have yeah. happen to you. Yeah. I tell the story of Yuri, a guy from uh, Europe, and he was our first year in college, and he had these white snakeskin shoes. I mean, they were expensive <laughs> shoes. And he got ketchup on them, and he got shoe checked like the first road trip, and he lost his mind in whatever <laughs> tongue he was speaking and walked out. And at the time, we thought it was funny, but then after, we're like, there's ketchup on probably, like, I don't know, $300 shoes or whatever they are, right? Like, that ain't coming out. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Pardon the interruption, folks, but here is your IHD Innovative Question for the Week, where if you can answer it correctly, you'll be put in a draw for two tickets to see the Prince Albert Raiders visit the Saskatoon Blades this Saturday, September 21st, 7 o'clock, at the SaskTel Center in Saskatoon. Uh, rematch of the semifinals from last year's WHL playoffs it is a healthy, healthy rivalry. And so, here's the question. Who was the first woman to play in the NHL? And if you really want to tease your brain without looking at your phone, what team did she play against? Send the answer to Podcast at gmail.com or... Send the answer on either Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you'll be automatically entered. Uh, I will do the draw Thursday morning, so you have plenty of time to uh, know if you're going to be heading to Saskatoon. All right? Now, back to the program. So, Camille, you uh, you go to Red Deer for Midget AAA in your grade 12 year. What takes you 
there. And we were kind of talking about off air before we started about how the borders opened up. And maybe you could just talk a little bit about that first because I kind of don't understand that coming from the the men's or the boys' side because I don't think that – well, I'm almost positive that doesn't happen. Yeah, so our grade – I played with the Lloydminster Steelers with Maddie and uh, those girls my grade 10 and 11 year. And at the time, you had to play in your zone. So I think – I don't even know what our zone is. Probably between Lloyd and Wainwright maybe that cold lake like you could yeah. come all over but then the Edmonton has their own zone Calgary right kind of boundaries yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so between our grade 11 and 12 years they decided to open up the border so there was no zones and you could choose to go anywhere you wanted and then they also cut two or three teams from the league three I think I think it went nine till nine yeah. to six yeah or something. and it's still like that today and basically it just kind of got weeded out those weaker players and made the league a lot more competitive and uh playing in Lloyd it was awesome I I loved it I developed a lot here but we just didn't have very good teams our grade 10 and 11 years and um another thing that would have been really nice in Lloyd is if we had a we had a goalie coach but he was only out mm, like once a month or something so so you went for essentially to advance your yeah exactly get better skills and training that kind of thing I gotta ask I ask all the guys because I think it's pretty impressive to move away from your high school in your graduating year. What was it like going into a new high school, into a new team, mm-hmm. all this newness, and uh, I don't know, just balancing all that. that like that, that's impressive to me. Yeah, it was. I didn't really know what to expect. Like you heard rumblings about other players that were going, and then once you get to the to red deer or whatever then you you kind of figure out what your team's gonna look like and we had a lot of out-of-towners that on that team so it was nice to I don't know you didn't feel you felt pretty comfortable because there was other girls in that same position and we all went to the same school it was it was a lot of fun and um we all hung out we lived lots of us girls at billeted lived right in the same neighborhood so we all hung out and watched like the bachelor every week and stuff <laughs> like that and you want to know an embarrassing story my first year of uh Oh, man, this is going to be an old show to you guys, too. But my first year in Billets out in Ontario, we used to watch the OC. Did either of you know what I'm talking about? No. Come on, I can't even bear. (laughs) Somebody out there is listening to this going, the OC, (laughs) well, that's manly. No, that was a pretty, uh, it was on the CW or whatever. It was uh, was a huge show back in the day. I'm dating myself. I'm going to stop talking right now. Carry on with Red Deer. Um, And I lost trail thought here, but. Well, what was, uh, what was, you say going to school was fun, but like, was it like a culture shock going to a um, big center like that? Yeah, like it, I think the school was double the comp, so it was big. Yeah, like you're talking like two thousand students. Yeah, kind of thing. and the because the hardest thing was because in in Lloyd the comp is Saskatchewan curriculum, and so my first semester I took I had to switch over to Alberta or else I had to do online, and I did a couple online, but. I decided to also do some stuff in the classroom there and the schooling in Alberta I can tell you right now is a lot harder than in Saskatchewan because I remember like their finals or whatever they call it departmentals for grade 12 they literally like check your ID and like it's pretty intense whereas you go to the comp like I mean it's still a good school but you're just going into the gym and writing your finals and stuff so that that's probably one of the main differences I found and one of the things I struggled with a little bit but 
uh, once I got lots of tutoring and stuff, like they were really good for helping me out that way. And, and the, ne- the, the c- next question I got for you, and I assume Maddie never had to live at Billets. No. What uh, what was your uh, was it just you with a family or was it multiple of you with a family and what was that like I uh, I always like to give the billets a shout out because mm-hmm. I had spectacular billets yeah the Lane family was awesome I lived with them for three years and uh, became your second family yeah what was it like for you going and living with somebody you didn't know yeah so I live with uh, Lyle and Cheryl Holman. They're from originally from Macklin, and they kind of grew up with my parents. Okay. And so that was kind of a good connection. They welcomed me in their home right away, and they have three other daughters who are living at home at the same time, right around my age, going to RDC. So I fit in well with them. And then um, their oldest son, Dylan, he plays hockey at Arizona State. So I never saw him, but yeah. kind of followed him a little bit. And, yeah, uh, yeah they were awesome to me, um, welcomed me in right away, and felt very comfortable there, so. I should ask, growing up, uh, did you guys play different sports? Yes. Mm-hmm. What, uh, if you could pick out a couple that stick out, what were you doing in the off-season away from hockey? You would said speed skating. Yeah, but I quit that once I started hockey. Yeah. I, I played baseball for a year and then softball for quite a few years. Baseball? Yeah, just... With the, I played with the boys. Like. You play hockey with the boys, but you play <laughs> baseball with the boys. <laughs> I don't know. That's just the way I was, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, I what, what else did you play? Lacrosse and lacrosse. What yeah. is what is women's lacrosse like? Is that rough? I was with the boys. <laughs> with the boys. <laughs> but then my mom to... told me I couldn't play anymore because that's a boy sport and it's rough. I was, so I had to quit lacrosse. And so now you can I beat them all it. up because you go to fight for them, right? <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second. We've been talking to Camille here for a little bit. For the listeners who don't know, Maddie goes to Fight Farm here in Lloydminster and takes yeah. kickboxing. Yeah. And I can safely say, what was I saying? This is like episode 32. I've had... Some of the manliest men come in, <laughs> and none of them do that. Well, I, I could be wrong. I should preface that by I've never heard any of them talk about doing that. How the heck do you get into kickboxing? Uh, actually, hawk me, hockey took me into it because the boys' team, they were training at the fight farm back when it was for conditioning purposes. And... Um, so we heard about that and we wanted to check it out. So a few of the girls from my hockey team, we went and started doing that. That was probably I know, but you five years ago. You talk about uh, one of the best lessons you've ever learned is keep your hands up, I think. Does that sound right? <laughs> oh, and you had to learn through a lot of bloody noses. Or a black eye last week yeah. that you gave to yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. We don't... <laughs> How do you give yourself a black eye? Uh, yeah, I didn't think it was possible. I was holding the tie pads <laughs> and like my knuckle straight to the face. But yeah, um, so I stuck with it. I was one of the players that just stuck with it. I'd go back in the summers and do it while I was playing hockey. And then, um, yeah, I did a tournament. And like training for that tournament, we spar a lot like – like I don't know probably five hours a week that that was a lot for me back yep. then um and 
it wouldn't take much. I'd get a bloody nose every time I get punched in the face. So it was, I was just constantly had a bloody nose. And I went to the tournament, and in my second match, I think, no, it was in my first match, I got a bloody nose, but they just let me keep going, right? I didn't really notice. I thought it was just snot coming out. <laughs> so I had blood. I'll, I'll show you a picture after. I have blood all over my face, like all over my gloves, all over my opponent. And, um, yeah, I don't get bloody noses as often anymore because I've learned to keep my hands up and <laughs> just not take the punch. <laughs> but You mentioned, hey, I find that really fascinating <laughs> and really cool. Uh you say it. I think you said something along the lines. It's it's taught you a lot of memorable me- lessons, or it's taught you a lot about yourself. W- what has it taught you? Getting beat up all the time, or I shouldn't say it like that. Garrett, I know Garrett. Garrett will be laughing at that. It's not like you're getting beat up all the time, but you're putting your body through some uh, a beating, anyways. Yeah. What has it taught about you? Taught about yourself, or what have you learned from it? Uh, um, I've learned that if you're cocky you're gonna get <laughs> hit hard <laughs> um i don't know really no, that's I good just, um, that's good your body I, could take a lot more than you think it can yeah i guess when you got your first bloody nose what were you thinking like this is awesome or yeah yeah i was like sweet like finally <laughs> <laughs> so you stuff some toilet paper up there and you go back out and keep sparring <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. If I'm, you, uh, how would you feel in the off season? What do you like? What did you um, do for another sport? I never fought like Maddie, but I was I took tennis lessons for like two or three years. That was tough on the ankles. Um, I, I just played, learned that about you the other day. Yeah, it, she didn't uh, know that we were yeah. playing tennis the other day, and that one came out. And I was big into softball. Me and Maddie played softball for a few years there. I was a catcher, of course. Yeah. Did you guys, uh, how did you do fair in softball? Because um, the lady liners, what are they called? Uh, it was they at the, the time. Rebels. Yeah, it was the Rebels. The Rebels. Rebels, yeah. that's right. They've been pretty good yeah, historically. We were, we were good. Like, we always did good in provincials and stuff. We never won, but yeah. we always had really good teams, and it yeah. was lots of fun. Mm-hmm. And then I played did soccer. Sorry, go no, ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. No, uh, soccer. Yeah. Soccer. Oh, yeah. Um, I played that, too. Swimming a bit. Yeah. Um, now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Yeah. Um, at what age do you, or is there an age, that you make the adjustment from playing hockey and something else to hockey and training? Is that, and training for hockey, or did that ever happen? Or is that happening right now? Is that when you got to university, that's what happened? Mm. For a lot of young guys, and the reason I ask it that way, and I hope I'm phrasing it the right way, is for a lot of guys that come on here, they talk about right around Bantam or late Peewee. So you're talking your early teens, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there, that they transition from playing hockey and in the offseason, maybe that's a little spring hockey, and then to I play hockey and in the offseason I train with Kyle Tapp or um, Clayton Conditioning. I'm in at Cujo, that kind of thing, and I'm really trying to build my stamina, my strength, and get better at my sport and try and push it. Was there ever a moment like that for you ladies, or has that come finally playing university hockey? 
Uh, for me, I think it was, yeah, late Pee-wee, Bantam. I was playing softball and spring hockey, and it was just too much. So my parents are like, pick one or the other. And at the time, I was doing Cujo training, too. We started doing that in Pee-wee. Um, yeah, my parents said, it's too much, pick one or the other. And I enjoyed playing spring hockey more, so I chose that. Where, uh, did they have a spring hockey team in... Uh Lloyd? Yeah, Northern Border Stars. Oh, the Northern Border Stars, yeah. yeah. So you guys would travel to, like, the cities, like Edmonton, Saskatoon, or was it further than that, closer than that? Uh, I think Calgary was the farthest we went for that. Yeah. But, yeah, Saskatoon and Edmonton. And how about you, uh, Camille? What what time did it, or what, do you remember a, a stage where it just switched and it was straight hockey, or was it always straight hockey? Um... No, like, I was pretty big into the ball and all that, but I'd say right around Bantam, I kind of got into the goalie schools more and stuff like that and working out and uh, even ball. Like, if you stayed with that, you had to start start earlier in the winter and it just kind of overlapped with hockey. So I just loved hockey a lot more and was better at it. So that was kind of the road I chose. Yeah. Who, uh, you guys talk about, or you ladies talk about being on the, the ice. Uh, who are you skating with right now? I'm with TAP. With TAP? Yeah. With IHD? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with uh, Cl- Travis Clayton. He is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And what are you guys working on right now? Like, what are you trying to get better at? Do they like, just... Uh, with him? Yeah. Well, right now we're doing the tournament, so... Oh, yeah, right. Just sort of all the skills we learn throughout the summer, we're working on that. What's the drill you hate the most going, you know, like, I'm going to do this like a hundred times and I just hate it? Is there one? Yeah. As um, a goaltender, Camille, you have to have one, like, you just like a stupid drill. Um, sometimes we get, like, just, like, crease movements. I mean, it's probably the most important thing as a goalie, but at the end of some skates, I skate in Edmonton with uh, ATC goaltending, and they sometimes just bag us with uh, crease movements and stuff at the end of practice, so that's something that I kind of dread, but I guess it helps you in games, so... Nothing? No, we have to do go skate up and down the ice doing switch the puck over the other side. Well, I don't know. You're like, touch your knee to the ice. You have to do that as fast as you can. Oh, I yeah. hate I, I that I remember one. seeing you guys do that. I'm like, oh, oh, it sucks. But do you come out of it after? I got to ask. I assume you come out of it after and you're like, it, yeah, it's helping me. Yeah. All right? Like, mm-hmm. cripes. Yeah. It's like power skating all over again. I don't like yeah. that at the time, but you get through it and then you're like, yeah, I'm I feel better on the ice. Yeah. Since you've started skating as much as you ladies do, have you noticed at the start of the season you're like, "Oh, I'm ready to go." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I skate with the I still skate with uh, the guys in the summer here. Yeah. And so I just notice like the turnover to go back to my team, just because the guys shoot um, quite a bit harder during the summer. Yeah. It's just an I'd say like a couple days adjustment to get used to the girls' shots and stuff like that. But I always feel really good going back. I'm curious. You so we got Maddie out at U of M. We got Camille out at uh, University of PEI. For guys at a young age, they got the Bantam draft, and then after that, it's like you get letters to almost every friggin' junior A program, junior B program in the country. And there's just like a million options. Or it feels like it. There probably isn't a million options, but there's a lot. 
especially compared to women's hockey. It's not like you're playing at U of S and U of A, right? Like, or some hub like right beside Lloyd. You're you've both gone quite a ways. And as far as I understand, there's no Bantam draft, correct? No, no. Um, is there showcase tournaments where you go to a tournament and all the scouts come in? Uh, yeah, yeah. there was the one in Banff that we both went to. Yeah, Banff, uh, Portage La Prairie. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. also okay. tournaments throughout the seasons, like through your midget, that lots of. Um, university coaches come to and watch that's kind of mm-hmm. how the process works now i think right yeah so, so how oh sorry sorry um in the summer there's like yeah there's camps we can go to like the Banff showcase like we chose to go to that but yeah. with our teams well like with the steelers we went to portage for the showcase mm-hmm. tournament like it you can go individually to these showcases or you go with your team. Oh, kind of like the what they used to do. I always talk about MVP camps as a kid. They used to have MVP camps in Calgary and Saskatoon, and it was guys who hadn't been drafted in the Bantam draft or weren't signed by a junior team, I believe, and you went as an individual, and then they essentially had you play exhibition games, and then they had an all-star game at the end, and there was essentially you paid to go and then scouts just sat in the stands and watched and then yep. they could talk to you after and that kind of thing so i assume yeah it's that's what you're like talking that. about with bam yep. yeah so was when you did that was there like tons of feedback and schools all over here how did it work like wh- what was it uh, i'll start with maddie what was it about u of m that made it uh their approach to bring you over there like what was it about u of m um they were really forward with me like they're like they they wanted you from they they said they wanted you right right away yeah and it was like come see the school like what i liked though was um they weren't just forcing the hockey it was the school too and that's a big thing because for us girls like that's why that's where you get to play hockey but you got to come out with something um so they they're really good about that and they're it was just the best fit for me i never considered going to all the way to Winnipeg. I think my mom mentioned it to me once, and I was like, no, that's too far. I don't want to go there. But, like, they approached me, and it was, yeah, it was everything I could imagine. so. Did you pick uh, dorms for the first year? I did, yeah, and I was the only one on my team that was in dorms. Really? Yes. And did you enjoy it, or were you like, ah, oh, this sucks because the rest of the team ain't here? Yeah, it sucked. I had to stay with... Um, international students so i had had i had one from uh where was she from hong kong the first four months and then the second four months she was from nigeria so that was that made it hard for me because that i don't know they, there was a language barrier so i couldn't just hang out with them because we couldn't really communicate with each other which doesn't make sense they're going to school at u of m they should have been better at yeah that'd be tough come yeah. back from a long day and mm-hmm. just want to vent to somebody yeah and, and just although i guess we would try to yeah, yeah we would try yeah. like sit down and but then someone would say something and it's like okay <laughs> good night <laughs> 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 but that's just yeah so then uh, obviously your next year i assume you move off of uh yeah I, I moved into a house yeah i always had uh, i always had great experience uh I lived on campus for three of my four years. It was just kind of something that everybody did at the school, but all my teammates did it too. So that made it really easy, I guess, because everybody was just kind of around, right? 
it felt like you were living in the player's village or something, right? Like you yeah. just walked over and there was XYZ all sitting there playing whatever, a video game or whatnot. And, um, That's what I expected, but... It didn't quite happen it that way. It didn't quite happen. Did you, were you approached by other teams? Or, uh, yeah. Or how did, how did that... Uh, did you have to commit? Or anything like that? Um, I assume you had I, to commit? Yeah. I think I it's had, like a verbal commitment almost at the time, and then you sign when you go on your tour or something. That's Yeah. I signed after I went on the tour, but um, I had it really easy. Like, I didn't have to do much. Like, I don't know what I was going to do if um, U of M hadn't come to me. Like, there's a couple Div 3 um, schools, but I wasn't interested in going down there. Um, no, never had any interest going south of the border either of you? No. Uh, I did when, I remember when we went to the BAF showcase, the, uh, I think it was Minnesota Mankato. They talked to me a little Mankato, bit. Mankato, yeah. But they, like, the NCAA's kind of, I don't know, the rules there, like, you, they have certain rules where they can only talk to you, and yep, their absolutely. recruiting is kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, they're recruiting girls in, like, grade eight now and stuff, and we were pretty young when we went to that, mm-hmm. so I just didn't really know. Feel comfortable Yeah, almost. I was like, I don't want to just do this. So... You don't to know. jump jump right to it, why University of PEI? What did University of PEI uh, do, right? Because, I mean, you want to talk a long way away from home. Like, yeah. geez, that's a waste. Uh, I mean, it's beautiful country, though. Oh, yeah. Right? Awesome. We were talking about it off air. Like, mm-hmm. PEI is gorgeous. The East Coast is gorgeous. Yeah. Um. So, I went out. I, I went to, I think it was just after Christmas, my grade 12 year. They just, I don't really know how they found me. I guess just following me I I don't know. I, they have scouts out here, I guess, and they invited me for a tour, me and my family. So we went down there, and, and right away, it just felt so welcome. My coach picked us up from the airport at, like, midnight and uh, introduced me to a bunch of the my team, my new teammates and stuff. And yeah. uh, there was a big tournament going on at the time, I remember, and I just it just blew my mind, like, how hockey-orientated the, the island was because it was just some – peewee tournament but the whole island seemed to be there and uh, another cool thing was our manager he's donnie mcfadgen he's he's awesome but i don't know i i did a tour at u of s and it wasn't it was all like very good facilities and all that but i just felt so much more comfortable there and donnie literally drove me and my family like all around the island and we're like wow this is quite the tour yeah like, i thought it was just going to be the campus but they just went above and beyond and made me feel very welcome. So oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I kind of I'm, I'm very curious. I'm, I I uh, I always remember my first games with teams. They always stick out to me. Do you remember the first game you strapped on for your new like to me for women's hockey? And correct me if I'm wrong because I could very well be wrong. But playing university hockey for women's hockey is almost other than the Olympics about as high as you can get. I would argue right i mean that we will we can talk about the and i'm going to stare at it the nwhl right or the cwhl correct yeah, yeah that's the one that got cut that's the one that got cut right but those are kind of in their infancy stages and the youth sports isn't going anywhere right like if anything it's going to continue to grow bigger and probably yeah. have more teams challenging and that kind of thing yeah um as the sport continues to grow so for me you're kind of you guys are on top you're at the big league right now do you remember your first game 
Is there anything that sticks out about it? Were you nervous? What was it like? Uh, yeah, my first game, I didn't get in the lineup until I think it was middle of November. Okay. Uh, we were playing U of S, and I was just so nervous. And like, um, but luckily, I had just like great teammates, and um, one of our one of my teammates, she was a Finnish Olympic player, and she was 30 years old. So she knew exactly, like, she'd been around enough. She knew exactly how I was, and, like, she just, like, calmed me down, and then I had a good game. Like, it was the coolest thing, like. <laughs> what was it like going from midget hockey to playing with a 30-year-old? It was crazy, and she was my stall buddy, but, like, she made that year like really memorable because what I expected was she's 30 years old and I'm 18 like she, it's gonna be clear that she's older than me it's just like that sense like you just I don't know girls are like that if someone's older than you they kind of treat you differently. differently okay I didn't get any of that from anyone on my team actually and she I, sometimes I forget that she was that old because she was just one of the girls yeah 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 but with the experience under a belt so she knew how to she knew what to say she knew how to handle situations and i'm curious why was she there at 30 um the, the, i don't know i don't know her journey she played she ended up would, uh, playing four years playing four years with the u of m yeah was she on like the finnish national team or yeah something? she played in vancouver and oh wow she was olympian yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just won bronze this last and one. And what, what's her name? Van Lahovi. And is she still playing or now she'll, will she um, play in the next one? Last year she played with the um, Calgary Inferno, the CWHL team. CWHL team, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think she's just going to settle in Winnipeg now. She's she's on our coaching roster, so. Wow, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, she's doing something for the Jets, too. How about, uh, how about you, Camille? What was the question again? Oh, uh, first game. Sorry. Yeah, oh. we kind of we kind of <laughs> yeah. went on a tangent, didn't we? Um, um, yeah, your first game suiting up for PEI. I can't remember my first game, but I remember the first shot. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't remember, but I was probably really nervous. And yeah, I just remember the first shot. So what was, was so memorable about the first well, shot? Well, just like you get it over with, and then you're in the game and. That's well. That's how I think, anyways. Yeah, well, no, but the that, that, I think that's same for players. Just not the first shot. Yeah, it's the yeah. first shift, right? Always yeah. that dang on first shift, right? You get through that, you get uh, you get a shot, you get hit, mm-hmm. you get yourself in the game, and then the the nerves seem to uh, disappear a little bit sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is the best crowd you've played in front of? Is there anything memorable about uh, you, you went somewhere and the fans were crazy? I mean, you guys played at the national stage. Mm-hmm. For the listeners who don't know, which might be a little tough for to be there, Madison has uh, won a national championship with with the uh, yeah. University of Manitoba. Was there tons of fans out for that? Yes. Well, when we played um, U of A in the semifinals, the year we won it all, that was in. I didn't get to play that game, but like whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, it was packed in there and I'll we, save you You're still a national championship I've never won a national <laughs> championship um, 
our whole football team was there and I think because U of A that should have been like we ended up playing U of S in um in the final and just swept them but against U of A that should have been the final it was like we went into three or four overtimes but our whole football team was just chanting at the goalie and it was so loud in there and um our engineering faculty they have a band so they just walk through the whole rink just just playing and it was so loud in there and just like chanting the goalie's name and I have never seen anything like that like it was the coolest thing and we got under that goalie skin because she would turn around and like scream at the crowd and everything <laughs> like it was insane where uh, <laughs> yeah. where was it at uh, it, in U of M it was at you you guys yeah. hosted your first year no, not this wasn't at nationals. Oh, that this was, wasn't a national. That, that was, was just playoffs, right? yeah, that was, playoffs. that was playoffs. Yeah, and we were seeded first, so we got all our home games in playoffs, and then we went to London, Ontario for for nationals. Yeah, and then that was yeah, that was the same thing. The semifinals there against Concordia was should have been the final. I think we went into shootout with them, and then we won. The crowd was okay. Like they had, they had a band there too, and what? it was a huge arena. What was the party like after you went? <laughs> I know what. I don't it... remember it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> no, it was fun. We actually partied with the other teams in the hotel because we were all in the same hotel. Yeah. And it was insane. We wore championship shirts, so like went to the bar and everyone <laughs> knew who we were. <laughs> It was awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I, I mean, yeah. that's what you should do, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're of legal drinking age, folks. Yeah. But uh, when you when you win, I mean, that's what you do. You celebrate. Yeah. In the dressing room after, it was, it was more fun. What did you guys do in the dressing room? <laughs> just. Did you have champagne or anything? Yeah. yeah. Just, it was just insane. It was fun. But our, our trophy didn't have... It wasn't a cup or anything. It's just like a player on it. So yeah. we had to makeshift. We put a red solo cup. We taped it on there. And <laughs> <laughs> it's memories like that yeah. we'll never forget, though, yeah. right? Yeah. How about uh, you? You played it. You guys hosted this last year, didn't yeah. you? And yeah. And you host next year as well. Yeah. Yeah. It. I don't know. It kind of. Usually they do two universities close to each other, but the next closest university to us, they're not great. So they didn't give it to them, and then I think Saint FX, they'd probably be the next closest, and they they hosted a couple years ago. So we got really lucky, and we got it two years in a row. But the by far the best crowd I've ever played for was opening night of uh, nationals this past season. We played Montreal. They well, actually, it's funny. We thought the whole time we were gonna be because usually the host, if you don't win your um, league or whatever, you're gonna be ranked eight. But for some reason, we got ranked seventh. And so this whole week preparing up to nationals, we thought we were going to be playing U of A. And I know some of the girls on U of A, and I was like, I don't know, telling the girls stuff about them and how they shoot and all this. And then somehow we got flipped, and we ended up playing Montreal. So we didn't really prepare for them very well, like video-wise and all that. And uh, But, yeah, that opening night of nationals was just insane. Sold-out building, like, couldn't eat. Like, the whole glass was just full of people and you know, people that I see around the community and stuff too. So, uh, lot, lots of my family was out. Uh, we didn't score a goal that night. Like Montreal was a really good team. They're, 
I think their average height is like over six feet. Like they're just <laughs> yeah. a bunch of freight trains. Yeah. But um, it's, no, so we didn't score that night, which sucked. But it was just kind of cool. Like every time I made the simplest save, the crowd just went nuts because I don't know something to cheer about, I guess. But yeah, it was it was awesome. What uh, you guys both playing at nationals? Seeing the different teams from the different spots across Canada. Do you notice a different style of play from team to team to team? Like, you talk about Montreal being giant. Was, like, U of A nimble and quick? Did they, or was it, like, did the different leagues kind of have their style, or is that not so much a thing, and it's just kind of, does anything like that stick out to you? Uh, I thought Ontario teams were really fast. Did you guys play Ontario team? Uh, yeah, we played Toronto this year. I noticed, like, the gr- the out west girls are... Like, to get a little gritty in the corners. Yeah. You guys, yeah. I don't know. That's what I <laughs> noticed when we played you guys. <laughs> yeah, I guess. We play we play a gritty hockey. Yeah, we didn't like you guys. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, when we went to Nationals this year, the first game back, I tore my MCL in the end of January, and um, my first game back was at Nationals yeah. against Camille. Yeah. So and who won? We they did. won three to one. I think. <laughs> yeah. she didn't I didn't score. On me, score. <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty cool. Just being from like a, I guess a small city like Lloyd. How did we end up there? Yeah. Playing like, against each other at nationals—that's unreal. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty yeah. sweet. I I uh, I gotta ask, how is the national format then for women's? You got you said eight teams. Yeah, so it's the f- the top two teams. So it kind of sucks because if you win your league, like, even the person that loses in playoffs gets to go gets to go but it's just to make the tournament more competitive so I guess. you had two pools of four then uh yeah, yeah that's how it worked and then if guaranteed you guaranteed three games kind of thing and no and uh you're guaranteed, guaranteed two. two and if you lose your first game on the f- like your it's win and you're into the playoff rounds of nationals it's yeah. kind of a weird setup yeah but yeah we, if you lose then you just play one more game yeah so we both our teams lost the f- first night we lost to Montreal, and then... We lost to Guelph. They won it this Yeah, they were good. So mm-hmm. who, who is the powerhouse in women's youth sports right now? Who is the top team? And mm. you're both looking at me like uh, you're looking at it, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think U of A is going to be good this U year. U of A is going to be good, um, yeah. I don't know. Our team is supposed to be pretty good this coming year, but we've kind of known we've been preparing for yeah, it, yeah. so... That, and then I think I heard Concordia is supposed to be good at oh, yeah. They're, the Ontario yeah. League. They're I don't strong. know about the Quebec League. I don't follow it too much. But so it's Montreal. They're oh, yeah, Montreal. There. They're hosting in a couple years, I saw. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Talking about uh, your guys' leagues, what's the travel like? Like, where, where, uh, what, is, what are the schools in U of M? Where do you go to? Like, is it U of S, U of A? Yeah. Yours U of is C. Insane. Your travel's insane. Yeah, so we fly to... BC, U of A, U of C, U of L. BC too? Yeah. I guess realistically, yeah, okay. Wow. Okay, carry on. Yeah, and we fly to Mount Royal. The only places we bus is Regina and Saskatoon. So we do a lot of flying. So what is that like hopping on the plane? That must have been a first for you. Yeah, because I wasn't really experienced in flying when I first went there, (laughs) but now it's just like routine and I prefer it. It's so much easier to do homework on the plane than on the bumpy bus ride. Not to mention but. you get there, like, way faster. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah. How about PEI? Who are you? Like, where are you all going? Um, so we go to Halifax or Fredericton is our farthest, which like UNB, yeah. St. Thomas. So taking uh, Confederation Bridge the one way oh, and yeah. uh, a ferry the other way then? Yeah, we take the ferry up until like November and then the ice freezes or whatever. So they can't. But I've had some crazy experiences on that. Both what happens when the ice freezes? Well, you can't take the ferry across, but I remember the first time I took the ferry, we were playing St. FX or St. Mary's, and I felt like crap the whole game. Like, just because out here we don't have ferries, we have prairies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, and it's different getting used to the yeah, yeah. going on water. And then, so I our farthest trip is like four hours. It's nothing compared to what these guys go through. But the Confederation Bridge, we had some crazy travel there this year just with the storms if the high-sided vehicles can't go over and um so we had to shuttle across the bus a couple or the bridge a couple times and that's just a gong show you have to take a van take your gear yeah the same shuttles you were talking about on your road trip when you biked so you have to take that's awesome you have to take all your gear put it on these little shuttles which only like eight players can fit on trainers have to take all their stuff like it's just crazy then you Take a couple shuttles across the bus or the bridge. The bridge, and then get on another bus on the other side. So they got to line up another bus to yeah. come across, and then because they, they won't allow the bus to go across yeah. the Federation Bridge. And then you, you and for you people who don't understand, <laughs> that's because of the winds, right? Yeah, yeah, high winds and in the middle of yeah. They say you could like flip over into the ocean, so they don't want that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Have you ever been across the Confederation yeah, Bridge? Yeah, yeah. Because when we were coming back. When we were coming home from PEI, we flew out of Moncton. Oh yeah, because you've gone so. you've gone to nationals then back to back years. Yeah. Have you won your league back to back years? No, we lost in the final this year. Oh, lost in the finals this year. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's quite a start to a university career. <laughs> right. For I both got- of you, who am I kidding? <laughs> right. Like you get to host the Camille gets to host it twice. You make it your first two years. <laughs> like that's that's pretty fun. That's impressive. Yeah. Right. Uh, She's got one on me, though. She's a title. Yeah, yeah she can pretty much... Uh, she's got the ace every yeah. time, right? You can yeah. start talking to her. It's just yeah. like, what's that? <laughs> National champ? <laughs> yeah. Did you get rings? Yeah. Did you really get rings? Did you bring yeah. it in? No, I didn't. Come on. I didn't think of that. Never seen... I've uh, never even seen it, Maddie. Really? No. Oh, you should wear it to fight for a Oh, I night. guess I just brought it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mm, think. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I should have known when you get rings. I mean, that's what uh, that's what you do when you win. It was crazy when we won. Like the Jets brought us out to a game. Like the Gold Eyes, their baseball team. We went to the Parliament Building. Is that what's in? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a government, like a big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's called that. Like, but, like in Winnipeg, you're talking. Yeah, I don't know if it's called that, but it's uh, the big. I forget. The premiere of Manitoba or something. Sure. Something fancy. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> like. I'd love to sit here and correct you, but I'd be complete BS if I started saying <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, and the the mayor had us over. Like it was crazy. We just got all these medals and papers and. <laughs> well, you're national champ. Yeah, I mean, and it was first time ever for U of M. So it was it was a first huge time ever. Deal. What do you mean, like for women's hockey or yeah like for women's hockey for women's hockey? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a big yeah. deal. Camille's it was cool. Re- Camille's that was ready my to first come to Fight Farm and start <laughs> yeah. getting fired up here. 
let's uh, let's talk about what happens after university. You both have three years left, correct? Yeah. Because you're both going into your third, so you still got multiple years of school, hockey, chance for Camille to even it up on you <laughs> at the national level. Next year. <laughs> um, what happens after you guys are done playing hockey at university? Is there um is there a way to continue on after you're done or is that so very much up in the air or do you even want to do that? What's, what's your thoughts or is that too far out to ask a question like that? Oh, I'd want to play after the university for yeah. sure. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of up in the air for me. It depends how school goes. Like if I want to do a master's, that'd be hard to play hockey and where could we play mm-hmm. is but the, the r- question. The route right now, so they had the CWHL, which was which now. is now folded, right? Yeah, yeah. And they have now they have the just the NWHL, yes. which is which is word soup for me. I can't seem to pronounce that. <laughs> National Women's Hockey League. Yeah, and um, which is currently on strike. Yeah, they're kind of boycotting it just so they can get equal pay and well, not equal pay, but better pay. Yeah, and like so you can at least live and play hockey because that's something that doesn't really exist right now for every player so they're i think they're saying they want to go to europe most of these women and uh until they get the league figured out so is there um um, this is a dumb question because is there a women's hockey league in europe then Uh, yeah i think there's a couple right yeah Mm -hmm. so is that that'd be freaking cool yeah yeah that would be cool Mm -hmm. a few girls from u of m have gone over there what uh, do you know what parts of europe or is it different uh um, Sweden and Finland. Yeah. yeah, I think there's one in some girls that used to play on my team. Maybe went to Germany or something. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let me be speak firsthand. I played in Finland. Finland was unreal. Yeah. And Europe is unreal. Like if you get the opportunity to go do something like that, I highly recommend it. I mean, you you ladies still got a lot of hockey yet to play. So that's a it's a bit of a loaded question because it's easy to sit here and go like, oh, what do you want to do in three years? But in three years, a a lot can change. And by then, who knows, maybe the NWHL is back rolling and you can go yeah. play. And, I mean, at one point they were talking <coughs> Toronto and Montreal getting teams again, and now that's mm-hmm. kind of fallen by the wayside. Yeah. And Minnesota and Buffalo and, I think, New York, and there's a couple more that are hanging out there, had teams or have teams. Mm-hmm. And in three years' time, that's a long time. It could all be changed and there could be 12 yeah. teams and you might be playing for an NWHL Cup, which <laughs> I I didn't realize they um, – Forget what they. Do any, either of you know what the trophy's called in that league? I can't think of it right now. It's like no. the Isabel Cup or something like that. Oh, I'm it's is sure. something I can't. Something remember, like that, yeah. and it's like the daughter of Lord Stanley or the niece of Lord Stanley who donated the original Stanley Cup, which I thought was yeah, that's cool. That, that's kind of cool, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, I hope I hope for your guys' sake that uh, that comes around. But the opportunity, I didn't realize Europe had. I mean, it shouldn't surprise me that. Uh, Europe has leagues because you get an opportunity to go over there. That's that's a really cool experience, even if it is for a short time mm-hmm. or however mm-hmm. long you can make it. Um, I had I wanted to ask about hitting in hockey. I asked. I think I, me and Sydney talked about it when uh, a month ago when I was talking to her. But what is uh, what's your guys' thoughts on women's hockey not having hitting? And would you ever want hitting to come into women's hockey? I don't really know. Like, I think, um, I think women's hockey is a different sport than men's hockey. Like, we're always told women are more skilled at skating, 
just because we can't hit so we have to be faster and we have to be able to go around them and so I don't really know I've never been strong on that argument if we should have hitting or um, not I, I find in university hockey like I'm not a player so I couldn't really say this personally but I just noticed there is like more rubbing out than and oh, they yeah. let stuff go it way happens. more than in midget yeah but the open ice hit we can't do that they can do you, the open ice hit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's but a, like, I mean, there's obviously a little bit of yeah. rubbing and yeah yeah definitely you it need, happens if they ever implemented it you'd have to start it right from the beginning and teach everyone how because then you're getting people hurt if you don't like, yeah you gotta learn how to receive a hit and uh, i tell you what in the men's side they're they're starting to pull it further yeah, further on mm-hmm. i don't know if men know how to yeah. at times receive yeah, a hit yeah. or give a hit i don't see it coming into the our game but no. i mean have you ever wanted it to not really i mean i, I guess I as a goaltender really you don't really care uh, when i was younger and I was bigger than everyone because I hit my growth spurt before. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but now, uh, I don't know. What's uh, what's maybe one of the coolest lessons you've learned by playing? It doesn't have to be just hockey. It could be sports. But what is something that you guys have learned um, or been taught or a life lesson you've uh, pulled out of playing um, hockey at your level and maybe even through minor hockey? Um, well, for me... Maybe just don't ever let anyone tell you no because just growing up, like getting cut a couple times from being a goalie, I just had to kind of persevere on my own at my backyard rink. And then, again, playing boys hockey, some guys were not too nice, and I just had to take it with a grain of salt and say, no, you're, you can't tell me that. I'm going to go work my butt off and, and prove you guys wrong. So I, I think that, and then maybe just away from sp- sports like you can be a good person and so many kids like I didn't realize it until I really got to university hockey little kids all especially around the island and stuff they look up to us a lot and so just being a a good person and even if it's just if someone notice you notices you around the rink or something go talk to that person or that little kid and maybe get them a little bit more interested in female hockey and you never know I was talking to Nigel Dubay uh, the GM and coach of the Bobcats. And I was telling him the story of uh, there was a kid when I was in Dryden, and I I can't tell it as well as I had the Spencers on on episode, like, I don't know, it was episode 10 or something. And uh, I played with Colin out in Dryden, Ontario. And he got telling me about one of the kids we used to go visit at school. And... Uh, he was now the captain of the junior team that we played, and he talked about remembering us coming and him yeah. wanting to play for the team that came in and visited him in school, which was like... It's full circle. Uh, it takes a long time for that message to come around and have full meaning, though, to somebody who goes into the school and visits, right? And that's awesome. And then to hear that, well, that's like 13 years later, and now mm-hmm. he's the captain of the team and talks about that. That's like, oh, didn't realize it was that big yeah, of an impact, exactly. right? Yeah, Yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. How about you, Maddie? Um, I think it's just taught me that how much the sport, it is just a game. But it's more than that because you do learn, like, how to become a better person, how to commit to something that hard work pays off. But I think I know for myself I'd get so, like, I'd be so upset after a game, like, it'd be the end of the world, and, like, that's, like, 
anything like you get so caught up in what you're doing that you don't really realize that there's more yeah so i'm still like learning that but i that's yeah that's what i've learned it's more there's more life lessons yeah like that it's not the end of the world if you have a bad game because next day the sun comes up yeah yeah Uh, yeah Listening to you two talk, it reminds me of one thing I really wanted to bring up, and we talked about off-air. The volunteering thing on the uh, hockey side, I always find impressive. You both said with uh, U of M and U of, uh, University of PEI that you both do volunteering. Is there something that sticks out to you, or maybe just want to share a little bit about what your programs have you do and in going into schools or hospitals or whatever it is you guys reach out to? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's start with Matt. Sure. Kind of our modem for volunteering is every minute you spend, uh, or sorry, every hour you spend working out or doing anything for your sport, you should donate one minute of your time to volunteering. Um, And we go into the schools and we read books to the kids. Um, We do something called Salom Mission. Uh, Around Christmas time, we go into the shelters and help with their meals or um organizing clothing um and going out to the uh, younger hockey teams we do that a lot and yeah something that sticks out to me when I'm doing this I just remember when I was younger and the teams came into our schools and read to us like the Bobcats did that lots like I remember that I just remember that was so cool so every time we go to volunteer i just try to remember that yeah how i felt so how to make the the kids or even if they're not kids how they feel that we're taking the time to spend with them yeah that's really cool yeah how about you camille um yeah ours is similar we do a lot a lot of stuff for schools and little kids and then we also our hockey team and the men's hockey team we do um a joint little kids camp and stuff like that that you yeah. every player has to go and put some hours in and it just kind of makes it fun for the kids and just takes stuff away from the rink in school and um we've done some lots of mental health uh we do the bell let's talk that's a big thing um that one's important to me and and then lots of cancer stuff too we have um, a little girl that has cancer that she's kind of hung out with our team quite a bit and uh just Lots of stuff like that that you, it's easy for us to do, but you don't really realize how big of an impact you're actually making. Yeah. I remember in college, I'll give a little shout out to Northland where I went. We used to go around in the fall and go rake the elderly's leaves. Mm-hmm. So we'd go around all the different houses. Yeah. So it doesn't always have to be, you know, kids is awesome. But for us, for whatever reason, I don't know why we got hooked up with that, but that was our first thing we did at the start of every season. We'd go around and rake the leaves for all the elderly and they were I mean, they're just as happy as the kids, right? Yeah. I mean, to yeah. give back to people who've done so much for the community on a on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Um, I got a few questions before we're done here today. Uh, just a couple quick hitters, some nice, easy ones, hopefully. Um, so, if you had a time machine, where would you take it? What event would you go see? And we'll start with Miss Camille. Um. So I was actually at the game six when Edmonton lo- or won against Carolina in 2006, that was. Yeah. 
and I was probably like seven years old. But I actually, my dad got me, my mom and dad got me the tickets for my birthday. And I just remember walking into the rink and like everyone was chanting, let's go Oilers, Carolina sucks. That's the one thing I remember from yeah. it. And the other thing I remember from it, I was sick the whole night. So I literally, <laughs> me and my dad watched the game from the little TV in the men's washroom. And I was throwing up the whole night. So if I could go back, I would. God, you better give your dad a shout out right now. <laughs> yeah. right? Can, no you ima- I, can you imagine being like you? I could. I just remember hearing the crowd, and I'm like, "Well, I'm here, but I'm not really here. I'm in the washroom." So I would definitely go back. And your and dad's, st- st- I guess, sat there with you the entire yeah, time. Yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would go back and watch that for sure. That's getting told at your wedding for sure. Oh. Like a hundred and ten percent, that story is coming up. Yeah. How about you, Maddie? Uh, I I don't really know particularly, but we went to we were playing at the Max tournament, and the Oilers and Flames were playing oh each other God. in the Saddle Dome, and our families went to it. And guess who won? I, I just want to relive that. It was awesome. I should have uh, started this all out by saying we got an Edmonton Oilers diehard <laughs> and a diehard Calgary Flames fan. Then we could have just <laughs> talked about the Flames and Oilers. Well, Who's the one gonna be better this season, ladies? Well, I don't know. We pretty much switch goalies. Yeah, switch goalies. I got, players. I got, a, I got a side with Camille on this one. I'm an Oilers fan, and uh, we uh, bamboozled our way into giving you Lucic yeah, and getting yeah. James Neal. That was I don't a, like that. that. Was weight off our chest. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a diehard Lucic fan. I want <laughs> if Lucic is listening, man. I got your jersey from Boston. I love you, but uh, it was time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe it'll be okay this year. He's got a new team, so. (laughs) (laughs) If he gets fourth line minutes, maybe. Eh? I think Talbot will do good in Calgary. Yeah, I think think Talbot will do good for you. Talbot was good in Edmonton. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Okay, so normally I do, if you could pick your line mates, which we're still going to do, but we're going to start with Camille. If you could back up for one goalie, so you got one goalie in front of you. Yeah. He's playing or she's playing every night. Can be current, past, NHL, NWHL, <laughs> CWHL. It doesn't matter. Who would you want to sit on the bench and back up every night? Well, wouldn't I want someone bad so then I could go play? Mm. Or do you mean like so I can like learn from them and stuff like that? I was thinking learn from okay. them, but if you're okay. thinking bad, you no, can go no, that no, route no. with it too. Um. I think Shannon Sabados, she's the women's yes. national goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Just to see how how she, her everyday routines are and her habits and stuff like that. And at the camp that I was at two weeks ago in Edmonton, uh, had the chance to talk to Dustin Schwartz, like the Oilers goalie coach. Yeah. And I actually asked him about Shannon just because, I don't know, she's amazing. And um, he said the thing that uh, makes her stand out is her skating. It's just unbelievable. She's a better like her crease movements and her her strength and leg strength and all that is like she could be playing in the NHL if if she was a man you know so that would be really cool to just learn from her and and be around that all the time that's a good pick that's a good pick (laughs) I'd pick Mark Shifley okay because I just love him (laughs) (laughs) and I don't know, probably like Natalie Spooner, just because she's a workhorse. So, well, that'd be decent too. I yeah. don't know who Natalie is, oh. but Shifley's pretty dang good. Yeah, 
Natalie. Who's, who's Natalie? Utah. Uh, she, she plays on the Canada Olympic team. Of course she does. She's on me. She's on. Yeah. Now. She's been. Pl- yeah. She's she's probably like in her thirties now. Maybe. Okay. She's from Edmonton. Or no, is she from Alberta? No, she's I, from I don't know. We saw her in the Edmonton airport one time. Did you get her autograph? No. Why not? I didn't want to bother her. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Someday you're going to be both playing in the show, <laughs> and you're going to have some girl run up and get an autograph from you. You're not going to be like, I am not. don't really want to be bothered. True. Like, I don't know. I'm so friggin' loot. <laughs> I'll sign that two fours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey? laughs> If you could party with one celebrity, who would you pick? Oh, uh, maybe Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, that's a good pick. I bet you he'd be uh, interesting. Yeah. He'd keep you laughing all night. Mm-hmm. I'd choose Kevin Hart, yeah. Kevin he Hart would, would keep you laughing all yeah. night. Have or, you seen the... Or oh. Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> Ellen. She's sweet. Oh, I love Ellen. I watch Ellen all the time. All three of those that keep you laughing all the time. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen... i got to go with Kevin Hart here for a second. Have you seen the preview for the new uh, Jumanji? Did either of you watch the first Jumanji with uh, yeah, The like Rock and Kevin Hart? Robin Will- or, like Not the original? The, now oh. you're going old no, the, school. Like yes. Robin Williams? Not or the Robin Williams. Oh, the they, first one with The Rock. So then, The one where they're in the video game? Yes. Yeah. yeah I've I, seen that. That's a yeah. funny movie. They're making a number two. Really? Oh, really? Yes. Oh. And it looks hilarious. I'll be watching it. Yeah. I suggest if you're listening to this, you pause right now and you look that video tra- or movie trailer up and you take a, a few minutes to have a couple chuckles because that new movie, my wife thinks I'm crazy, right? She thinks the first one was just like, this is stupid, but it was really funny. Yeah. They did yeah, a really, really was. good job of that. Yeah, they yeah. did. Okay, so final one for the night and then I'll let you get out of here. We do the game. You need to sign one, trade one, buy one out. Who wants it first? I was gonna. You know what? I'm gonna have a little fun with this. I'm gonna give you the flames. You get to torture her. (laughs) All right. You got Monahan, Goudreau, and Kachuk. Who would you uh, sign, trade, Um, and buy out? I think I'd buy out Kachuk. I don't like him. He's a little spitfire. Um. Then you got to trade one. And you got to sign one. So you got Monahan and Goudreau. I'm Who gonna you sign? S- I'm going to sign Goudreau. Johnny Hockey's getting signed. Yeah. Not a bad choice. And uh, trading. Trade Monahan. You John get, Monahan. You, get you need Monahan. You need Monahan. Yeah. So you would have signed Monahan. Yeah. But I want to keep them all. You want to keep them all? Well, that's not the game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you the age-old Euler question. You have uh, Taylor Hall, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Jordan Eberle. <laughs> Who would you have kept? Who would you have sent packing? And who would you have bought out? Um, I'd trade Nugent Hopkins. Ooh, trade yeah. the new joke. He's the only one left there. Yeah. Um, buy out Taylor Hall. Oh, and Ooh, you're keeping Everly. Yeah. Oilers Why would Nation. I want the Oilers to be good? The Oilers Nation <laughs> is losing it right now. That's fired. What, yeah, digs yeah. on each side. Well, <laughs> ladies, I really appreciate you coming in. I hope you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed having you in. Yeah, and thank I look, you. I yeah. look forward to seeing what the next year uh, comes. It'd be nice if uh, you'd even up uh, the old uh, national championships. Yeah. So the next time we have you on, you can yeah. throw digs about having national I'll championships. I'll bring the ring. If, yeah, I, that's if right. I win, I'll bring the ring. That'd be nice. And I'll I hope, bring my second ring. I hope, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I 
It's already started. I like it. I like it. Well, I hope uh, in the future we can have you back on, and uh, we'll go from there again. All right. So thanks for coming in. Thanks. Thank you so much. I just wanted to say thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I want to say thanks again to Camille and Madison for coming in. I had a lot of fun sitting down with those two ladies. I wish them nothing but the best uh, this year as um, they're already at the respective teams. Season is probably getting close to being underway. So thanks again, ladies, for coming in, and look forward to seeing what the future brings for you. Next week in studio, I have Dion Foster, who uh, is a Lloyd boy who is now uh, refing in the WHL. So he's taken a different path than any guest I've had on here previously. So he is refing now, um, trying to make it to the big leagues. Uh, and we sat down with him for about an hour and a half and, and chatted about his uh, path and the different events. And, you know, life is a ref. That's not the easiest thing. So here's a short little clip from it, and we'll uh, see you guys next week actually got the chance to lines for Connor McDavid for a game. Um, that was back when the Oilers rookies used to play the Golden Bears in an exhibition game. Uh, so it was after the year that McDavid got drafted to the Oilers and yeah, you know, he's everyone, playing. living in Edmonton, everyone's all hyped up about the Oilers and everything, right? So um, <clears throat> that assignment was really cool. And they actually, they used to play, always play it at the U of A rink with all the hype they actually played at Rexall. That was, uh, he played his first year there. Um, so that was, I was, I went out and I think there was 14,000 people there at that game or something. And <laughs> I was so nervous skating around the, the opening lap. It was, uh, you know, you're just like, don't fall, don't fall in front of all these people. <laughs> right. But, um, that was actually, how was, how was Connor McDaniel? It was nice. It's seeing him on TV. He looks fast, but honestly being on the ice, He's so good at like, you know, you, you, I almost got stuck a couple of times just watching him.